0: welcome back y'all wow another one and another one i'm about to put a dj Khaled um soundbite in there because i feel like i say another one every time i come on here. but hey y'all welcome back to another episode of the me too sis podcast this is your host a um and today is a very special episode we are gonna try something new and I'm actually really, really excited because this is a very impromptu, well, I think I say that every every episode too, <laughs> it's very impromptu the way this episode is coming together, but I think it's going to be a good one, y'all are in for a treat. So today we are talking about genuine relationship with God and how we cultivate that relationship um, on an intimate level, right? And so what does that look like? Um, and how did, you know, We how do we arrive to that point? How do we arrive to the real intimacy um, with God? And so with that, I am, of course, going to share from my own experience, um, but I have a special guest with me, someone near and dear to my heart and no, uh, no other person, no better person than to have as the first guest, than my partner. Mr. LG.
1: What's going on, everybody? Super excited to be on this impromptu call <laughs> with a LaShawn.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So we're gonna talk, y'all. We just gonna talk and share from um our experiences and just how we have cultivated um our relationship with God and just like giving you all some different perspectives as well, right? You've been hearing me for the past, I think seven episodes, eight episodes. I don't even know, child. I'm losing count. Um but you've heard my perspective and um I of course pray that it's been useful to you all, but another part of this Me Too sis movement is I just want you ought to have multiple perspectives, right? Because we all have our own individual walks. And so no better way than to bring in um, yet another perspective. And I told you all in our last episode that we're going to start switching some things up. And so the Lord heard me. He heard my prayer and he has given the opportunity for another voice um, and another perspective to come in for the, any fellas out here that is listening as well. So we're going to have to make this a me too fam or something I don't know we figured out we figured me out too, <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> so uh it you know it might still be called me too sis but y'all y'all get it y'all 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 will that
1: me too sis featuring
0: bro <laughs> <laughs> okay that works I like that it has a that has a good ring to it yes <laughs> so let's get into it let's get into this thing so um um I, I just I'll actually start out with you so, like, what, how did you cultivate your relationship with God, like, starting out in your walk in um, in faith? Like, what did that look like for you?
1: Wow, that's a great question. Um, I would say it started off with me acknowledging that I wanted to get to know him for myself. Okay. Um, so, I've grown up in the church and... I was baptized, christened as a child, um, and then baptized when I was like, I don't know, four or five or six. I just remember (laughs) my mom taking me up and hey, we're getting baptized.
0: He's been in church all his life, y'all. All his (laughs) life. Hallelujah.
1: Um, But it got to a point where I I remember I was 14. Um, Again, like going to church all my life, but it got to a point where I remember saying, "I want to get to know God for myself I don't want to know the God my mom knows I don't want to know the God my my grandma knows. I want to know God for myself. I want to get to know who He is myself so at the age of 14, I went and got rebaptized um, and that was the start of a new journey that was the start of a a new a new phase and new um, not I can't even just call it a season because it was just a new walk in my life um so yeah I got baptized at 14 re-baptized and um at 15 I joined the ministry because I also heard a calling that was greater than myself and just in all of that here we are 10 years later um it's been okay God who are you who am I? Who are you in my life? Who 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 are like who are you through me? Um, what what a, what a, what about you makes me me? That's
0: good. What about you makes me me? That's that's deep. That's deep. Wow y'all he been dropping gems even before we started this like <laughs> this is how he's got this is why he on here this episode because let me tell y'all i said wait that's gold that's gym i need you to be here because at first i was gonna do it but i was like nah 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 we gotta give credit credit is too so yes um no but that's really really good because i think that's so important especially as um followers of christ right like we often talk about like what is purpose where, what is our purpose? Like, what are we here to do? What is it? What are we called to do? Um, but oftentimes we disassociate or I know that I used to disassociate um, my calling and purpose with my relationship with God. Like I never I didn't put them together until I rededicated my life to Christ and started seeing them as one. Right. The only way I am who I am is because God is who he is. Um, and so that's so good. Like, how do you see me guy? Like, how do you, how do you see, or what, what is your, what was your original idea? And, um, I don't know if I've ever explained this, but like, that's where glowing came from, right? Like really wanting people, women in particular, um, when I first got the download, but like to see themselves glow in the original identity, in the original creation that God, um, meant from the beginning. And so what glowing actually stands for is gratitude, love, originality. Um, and then when you have those things, you win, right? And so when we are grateful, when we love, and when we are our original design, that's when we win. Um, and so that's what glowing is really the, the core of what glowing is. And so I love that you brought, those two together because absolutely you need to know who you are but you need to know who God meant for you to be right and that's that's when you start walking in purpose when you figure out who God called you to be it's like oh things start making more sense right like all of the 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 little dreams that you had as children um will start manifesting differently when you understand who you were created to be um and that those things weren't just pipe dreams, but they were actually desires that God put down on the inside of you for um, them to come to pass at some point in the future.
1: And I think it also, uh, so that piece reminds me of, I don't know if it's just a saying, but it's like, sorry, remember, so know who you are and whose you are. Absolutely. Like who you are, like in your present self, Mm -hmm. but remember who you are as a co-heir with Christ, as a child of God, as a victor, as as all of these things, all of these come with being His child. Absolutely. All of these Absolutely. things come with the identity that is not just found in Him but revealed through Absolutely. Him. Absolutely,
0: yep, yep. That's that's so good because that's what literally y'all have seen it. Y'all have seen it on my page. And you hear me that's my tagline when you when you have god and you keep him first you glow when you glow you win like it's legit in that order um so know who you are and who you are so that's really really good um so i can share a little bit about just like how i started my relationship um or just my journey with god so similarly to you right been in church all my life i not have an option i ain't have a choice it was not negotiable um we was at church sunday at rehearsal on tuesday and wednesday <laughs> bible class or bible Absolutely. class wednesday rehearsal on <laughs> thursday <laughs> Maybe rehearsal on Saturday if I had to dance again on Sunday. Like, listen, it was a situation where me in the church house was a thing. Grandma's... can't
1: forget to mention Sunday school. Okay. And then Sunday service.
0: (laughs) And then afternoon service, okay?
1: Because your folks, your folks were the church listen so. okay okay grandma
0: is apostle she on uh, she the md mama uh the choir director yep. daddy on the drums and then going to uh, lead praise and worship i'm dancing Ch- with the, the whole church the whole church yes um and similar to you i was very much so like going through the motions and i believe that i knew god um and like i said dancing Um, I knew that it was just, it was more than just dancing, it was ministry. And so I understood that concept early, but I still didn't have like the full, this is me and God type of thing. This was a, okay, this is ministry because that's what mama said. And because every time you dance, people are like, oh my God, you're so anointed. I didn't even know what anointed meant for real for real I was just like uh thank you I guess I don't know right but I knew that it was serious enough that I just couldn't do anything with it like I knew that prayer was a part of it It, you know so I had I think the fundamental parts of it um but I don't think the intimacy was there but when I turned I believe I was 16 or 17 um, I was a part of our youth, my church youth ministry, and had one of the best youth pastors. Um, I don't know if Sabor will ever listen to this, but Sabor, YP, um, absolutely hands down one of the best youth youth pastors, and he was very, very adamant about like cultivating and having us understand the word and learn the word and all of those things, and so like I was a part of the Youth ministries like leadership, and he would have us do these little sermonettes, y'all. Whew! One of the one of the most nerve wracking times in my life because at that time, my my way of communication was through dance. It wasn't through talking. It wasn't through speaking. I definitely wasn't thinking about doing nobody podcast. I don't even think podcasting was a thing at that point. But um, he would have us do these sermonettes, and I remember one of the first scriptures he made us. Uh, memorized was um first timothy two fifteen. study to show yourself approved um so that you you know will rightly know the word uh, i'm definitely chopping it up but that's the essentially saying like study to show yourself approved right so that you are rightly dividing the word of god that's what it, that's what it says um and i was like okay study to show yourself approved what does that mean like get into the word understand what the word is saying not just for the sake of the words on the page but like so that you can show others out in the world like this is what this is what god is meaning right like you are literally the hands and feet of jesus and so i was like okay this is this is cool and just kind of went through i had a i had a definitely a better understanding of who god was um so fast forward, went through college, I was always the church girl, and then any of my friends could tell you, I was gonna invite you to church, okay? So that was non-negotiable. I was gonna invite you to church, whether we were in high school or we were in college. Um, but somewhere along the lines, I, I don't know if I just was not interested anymore, or if I just made up in my mind like, I've been doing this all my life, now I'm gonna go try to do something else. Um, and so there was a, a period after college that, child, <clears throat> let's just say <laughs> Jesus was not the first thought in my mind. Okay, <laughs> it was more about brunch and Lord, living the life <laughs> for your love and your grace, Jesus. Cause this was like we getting up on Sunday morning and we're going to brunch. Not church, yeah, yes, and I'm me too, sis, (laughs) me too, sis, right? So,
1: me too, bro. At one point in time,
0: so it was like, but it was still something in me that, um, and this is actually when I moved to DC, it was still something in me that wanted to be in church on Sunday, it was like in the back of my mind. But I had the hardest time finding a church when I got up here, the hardest time. So fast forwarding, I got to um, my previous church and it was absolutely amazing. I felt like I was actually learning from the word um, and I was actually like enjoying service and it felt similar to home. So I was like, okay, I can do this. Uh 2020, at the top of 2020, unbeknowing. <laughs> That the rest of the world was gonna shut down. Months later, <laughs> um, I joined my church at the time, and then I uh, rededicated my life to Christ, and I got baptized again. And actually, fun fun fact, that is when you and I really got close, because I remember telling you at work that day. I think it was like a few days before, and I was like, "So I'm gonna get." baptized mm-hmm. in a few days and like y'all he was so excited I was. he was like I was. S- like thrilled you would have thought i proposed to the man at that point like <laughs> <laughs> he
1: was okay so maybe excited. not that but they, they, <laughs> they say that when you give your life to christ that the, hey, that the angels are rejoicing in heaven and i was that representation <laughs> on earth because your boy was excited okay i was elated he
0: was so excited and y'all we were still co-workers co workering at that time <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't don't worry about our, our terminology yeah, just know worry, just know it was no. just no. we, we what good. now <laughs> <Right>. so <laughs> so but I, I just felt so comfortable telling him that because i like we knew because he had invited me to a few like services uh-huh, and things services, at that point yeah. so like we knew we knew each other enough to know that the God in me was recognizing the God in him and vice versa right like um and to be completely honest and I think you know I've shared this with a few other friends of ours but like for those that are listening his relationship with God was actually one of the peaking like the the turning points for my relationship just even as a friend because I was like hey yo like this man really loved Jesus. That's crazy. I know, I know Jesus, and he know me, but he really, really know Jesus. Like it was, a, it was a like hmm. it made me, it made me do a heart check for real. And I'm, a, I'm am i I'm to pause right here and say, if you don't have friends that make that challenges you to get closer to God or that brings you to God, we should probably be. um doing another episode on that because (laughs) that's really important y'all like and i didn't know at that time but i knew it was something about just like seeing him unapologetically love god um and just love him out loud and and especially as a man right you know i think men sometimes they you all have an interesting way of of (laughs) sharing that part of you um unless you're in the pulpit but he just really like and it wasn't that he was quoting scripture every day it was just him like the way that he loved people right and just showed up there was this clear difference between like just a regular nice person versus the God and the God and centered uh Jesus centered person right and that's what he that's what he showed as a friend as a co-worker so there was just this natural comfort that I was able to share with him um and I told him I was like yeah so in a few days like I'm getting you know baptized and he was jumping for joy and I asked him I was like you know would you come he was like absolutely like absolutely so and at that time y'all for real for real I just knew Well, I, I felt this sense of like get it together it was just it that's all it it wasn't a super spiritual spooky turn of events it was just like a you are not first of all happy you are in a lot of toxic relationships and situations and there are some things that just were not sitting well with me now naturally not beyond spiritually it was just naturally i was unhappy um and i was doing things that were just out of character it was just a lot of things that were now were that were misaligned at that point and i just felt like that was god's way of making me uncomfortable to get me to see there is this ain't the way like where you are right now this ain't it and this is not where I've called you to be. I've called you to, to do a thousand and five more things, but beyond what I've called you to do, this, is, this isn't this is who I created you to be, right? This is not, this is the reason that you're uncomfortable. You know why? Because you're not supposed to be out here doing these things, right? And we won't go into the things today, but <clears throat> you just ain't supposed to be out here living this way. So um, fast forward, got baptized at January January 28th, 2020. And again, unbeknowing to me. Which
1: by the way, is my anniversary for the day that I was ordained as an elder. So just wanted to slide that in. (laughs) The timing, and that's one reason why I was so elated because like me celebrating such an important day in my life, and it's like, oh, I get to share that with my friend now. Like a day that is even more important, her Rededicating her life to Christ, bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to do another episode on just like y'all. Y'all would be amazed (laughs) at like how our lives have been intertwined intertwined in the craziest way. It's crazy. So we'll we'll have to save that for another episode. But yes, so it very pivotal moment in my head. And like I said, unbeknownst to me, the whole entire world was shut down. Just. A mere two months later, um, which was truthfully a very scary time for a lot of people, most people, um, initially. But when I think about, you know, we say hindsight is twenty twenty. When I think about just the timing and even the ability to feel God shifting and calling back to Him, I know for a, I know for a fact I could put all the money that I have on it today. Had I not made that decision when I did, I probably would have been through a much darker space during that pandemic time. I like can say that for a simple fact because what my life was really embedded in, in that weird transition was external stuff, right? I'm traveling, I'm brunching, I'm being with folks, I'm out here, right? Like, so it wasn't a sincere inner peace and inner happiness and i thought i needed to acquire all of the things before you know to to be happy and it was god's way of like Mm-mm, no because what you know to be good and happy is about to go away and now you've got to figure out where your true happiness and your contentment really lies and so again all of that to say making that decision was big for multiple reasons but most importantly my sanity because I feel like a lot of people and I you know this is really my heart goes out to um those that are not believers because I often think like how do people get through without being able to have some sense of knowledge of god right some sense of knowledge of christ and just holy spirit being within them because this world is crazy y'all and we all know that like we've seen it we've experienced it this world is dark and evil and just really really wicked and like if you don't have that peace life is already hard right (laughs) life is already hard but like it's even harder without that center In Jesus like it's even harder so all of that to say that was that decision was a life was life-changing so um so and now here we are right we we can get into where we are Lord we can get into where we are right now but that was just kind of like the the how we decided you know for ourselves and so from and i am give this to you so from your early days because you started in ministry really early like Mm -hmm. really devoted ministry (laughs) Um, I was
1: I was I was 15
0: okay
1: 15 going on 16 when I started my training and then I was 17 when I was licensed before I graduated high school
0: so you were still in puberty, and uh, you yes. decided that you was following Jesus, y'all. Yes. My man is safe, safe, okay. <laughs> ah, he is saved, saved, y'all. Ooh, okay. I ain't gotta ever worry about me being <laughs> covered, cause he is safe, safe. Ah, I'm crying. Um. So with that, like knowing that you devoted your life very early, um. How have you been able to navigate just, like, your living for God and really serving Him early on with life and, like, social transitions and being amongst people? And just, like, how are you able to balance, if you were able to balance those Mm -hmm. two, um, to where you are now? Like, Mm -hmm. how did that work for you?
1: Wow. Um, It's definitely looked... Different in each season, okay. Because um, again, to your point, I was very young. I just, I, I hadn't even graduated high school yet, um so I was still very wet behind the ears. I mean, drinking milk out the—I don't want to get too vivid, <laughs> but uh I was—I was, I I was a babe. Where the milk come from. <laughs> I was a babe. We know where the milk comes from, and that's where I was drinking it from. That's how young I was, okay. um But it, it looked so different um, because I was still. I was navigating this interesting space of learning who God was, who I was, but also like exp- like exploring things and, and being exposed to things. Cause you're a freshman at an HBCU, like mm-hmm. learning so much about yourself in the natural, Absolutely. but also trying your best to be grounded in the spiritual, in your mind, in your heart. So, I mean, it looked different. Did I get it right all the time? Absolutely not. Did I get it right more times than none? Absolutely not. Um, but I think what kept me was the fact that it's like okay, I, I veered off a little bit, but I'm still rooted. Mm-hmm. I veered off a little bit. I'm still in you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've I've I may have forgotten a little bit here, but God, like you've brought me back. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was. The, the last 10 years have been um, a journey to say the least, and that's an understatement, um, because it's like each new phase, each new, like, se- I'm seeing Black Panther right now. Um, when uh, um, Queen Mother was yelling at T'Challa, like, remember who you are. And there were seasons of my life and phases where I had to remember who I was and whose I was. Um, And in those seasons, I was reminded of God's love. I was reminded of God's um, purpose for my life. I was reminded of his mercy and his grace um, because I should not be (laughs) here right now. Um, And I mean, from the things I know that I was saved from and the things unknown and unseen. Um, so it it's definitely been a journey, but I think the root of it was, okay, God, thank you for your grace. Let me get it back together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for keeping me. That's good. Let me get it back together. And just knowing the type of father he is, yes he is still going to absolutely correct and to guide um but he's he's such a loving god that we i think we we forget that we get caught up on the oh dang it i messed up again Mm -hmm. and i mean in most cases we beat ourselves up more than he does because the word says that Like he takes our sin and he throws it into the sea of forgetfulness, meaning he does not hold a grudge. He does not hold it against us. I mean, the fact that he gave his son over 2000 years ago means that and we know that God is before and all these things. And he he already knew we were going to mess up. So the fact that he still gave his son anyway, it's like, okay, you messed up. Get over it. I've forgiven you of it i've redeemed you i've freed you so let's like let's get back to it um so yeah
0: okay no that's good that's good and you actually answered the question the next question that i was going to ask and like in your words and just even like if you feel comfortable enough getting giving an example like for people who may not be familiar with the fullness of grace or the fullness of mercy can you share with them like in real life what does that look like How what is what does grace look like from God in a real life standpoint versus what does mercy look like in a real life example Mm
1: -hmm. yeah absolutely so I heard it this way a couple years ago I don't remember where but mercy grace is us grace is God giving us what we don't deserve. And mercy is God keeping us from what we do deserve. I'll say it again. Grace is God giving us what we don't deserve. Whereas mercy is God keeping us from what we do deserve. So there's this duality there. You have the um what we know in the old testament as the angry and vengeful god that struck down sodom and gomorrah that um that um wow my mind is jumping at this moment but when the um when the ark of the covenant fell and the person who touched it because they weren't supposed to touch it they were smoked in that moment um so we know like we have we have this image of this vengeful god Um, where we needed mercy. But then in the New Testament, after Jesus Christ came, we see this loving, caring, gracious God that provided grace, that gave us grace by way of his son and then by way of the Holy Spirit. So it's like there's this duality of like God, I know that I need mercy, but thank you for the grace. Right, 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 right. Thank you for the grace that I don't deserve, mm-hmm. and God, thank you for your mercy that is keeping me from, from what, what from I what do. I do yes, deserve.
0: Yes, from that good old tap. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, that's that's so real. Um, and I think through like for I know grace and mercy has has been something that every if you've been in church that's all you hear lord thank you for your grace and your mercy right but oftentimes it's not really explained in how you can see that in your day-to-day life right how you can see in your day-to-day life um in actions and so like i often think like say if god you know if you hear the lord say give money to the homeless man right but you over here like, but I need this money to eat. So you end up going to get what you need to eat, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, in that time, technically, you were disobedient, right? Technically, you deserve punishment, but that's mm-hmm. where mercy comes in, right? Like, but that's where, yeah, that's where grace comes yeah. in, sorry. That's where grace comes in. Um, but then like, then we, you know, I'm transparent, right? Nights where knowing good and well you shouldn't be drinking and driving. Right, knowing good and well you should you have mm-hmm. been like flat faced wasted and you still get in the car anyway, and somehow you make it home to your bed. You sleep through the morning and you wake up like, how in the world did I get here? Right, so like that's grace and mercy grace combined. And mercy okay. because should've clearly should have
1: been, been somewhere turned over. Exactly, upside you, down hear on people, the side you hear people you hear all the
0: time. You hear all the time like drunk driver hit the tree or hit you know kill innocent person or whatever but for some reason God right that you made it home and not just made it home but you made it home safely nothing was damaged or turned over or anything like that right so that's God keeping you from what should have been the natural consequence right so when you think about it in that real practical perspective it's like yo God you dope (laughs) and Thank you, right? It That, to me, like I said, hearing it in real life time and real perspective is what brings out that gratitude or what sh- it should ignite that gratitude and just, like, really, really, really stopping and saying, thank you, God, for the things that you have done, Gen- like, genuinely. Even down to COVID, we have been in spaces, y'all, where the whole party has you know, has been hit by COVID. And we over here, I remember one one party or one event we went to and I was stressing out because this was still high COVID child. Like high high COVID. (laughs) And we neither one of us got sick. Yeah. And it's just like God. Yeah. We was we was sitting on top of each other. Yeah. And we didn't get sick. Yeah. Jesus. But oh okay you know, right? And so that's those are the things that um, then you, you, know, you talked about you talked about this beautifully like the difference between the Old Testament God versus the New Testament God and um, we know that we're living under the New Testament covenant and, but it's it's often hard because most churches most um, religious institutions, Speak about or speak from the Reference of the Old Testament God Right Mm -hmm. and so as new believers Um or even growing believers Right if all you're hearing Is condemnation and vengeance Uh It's hard to build a Relationship like that right it's hard to build Intimacy like that with natural people But let alone You know a God who's you know Some people say is a loving and kind and patient God right you hear the fruits of the spirit Um and you know But then you go and hear about Oh, he going to strike you down or you going to hell. Right? <laughs> so it's very, it's yeah. two contrasting conversations. And I think that's where your personal relationship and being in the word and like having your own prayer life really comes into play. Um Go ahead. You want yeah. to say something?
1: So uh, that, that, leads me to ask you a question now. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you view God mm. with the discussion on grace and mercy, knowing um, like the quote unquote old or Old Testament God mm-hmm. versus the New Testament God how do you view him right now
0: that's so good um and I'm gonna be very honest um it's evolving it's evolving like my idea of God um, it's it's a it's an evolution and I'll I'll explain why so um for a long time and 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 i'll also share how it relates in practicality so for a long time i looked at god as like i know he's i know he's my father right i know he's he is my father um but i only view god as godhead right it was very new to start you know speaking the holy spirit it was very new to like really get into like what the the trinity actually means right but right now in this season i'm learning god to be much more gentle than the condemnation and condemning god that the old testament talks about um and it's because i'm also learning to see the people in my life differently and when i say that god has been dealing with me actually most recently i'm gonna call it the past two weeks Um, with personal relationships and just like my ability to trust people. And I think this was a part of my last um, podcast episode about just like learning how to trust again. And he's been working on my heart to trust people again because the way that my mistrust in people has been has also caused me to mistrust and not trust fully in him. And he often shows me practical things so that I can relate them to the God things. Um, and so now I'm learning, like, he's your friend, Alexis. Like, he wants to see you do well. He wants to see you be great. Like, yeah, the call on your on your life is, is a heavy mantle, but it's not something that he, he's making you do by yourself. Right? And so I'm learning the character of his gentleness. Like, mm-hmm. I'm learning his gentleness and his patience for real, for real. Like, yeah. For real, like, that's, I think, one of the most underestimated or taken for granted um, characteristics of God. Because it's like, yo, you are really patient um, with us. And I I used to get so hard on myself. I think you said this earlier. Like, I used to get mad at myself. Mm -hmm. And I remember Holy Spirit saying, like, sis, chill out. He ain't. And that's how he talks to me. Like, he comes in the very simple and soft like voice like chill sis you good like your heart and 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 i think you know people say the lord know my heart he does he absolutely does and your life shows (laughs) how he knows your heart but we're not gonna get into that (laughs) um so to answer your question i feel like i went around the the mulberry bush about that but um he's helping me see him and appreciate him in a new way because um he's also helping me forgive people in my life um and to let go of things so that i can fully allow his love to penetrate my heart and his love is something that that, you know the bible says we'll never understand right it will it's it's an everlasting love. Like it is impossible for us to really, really understand how true and deep He loves us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but He's kind enough to shower it down on a daily basis in a new way, and it's like, yo, wow, yeah. you really, you really rock with me, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things He He tells me all the time, He's like, Alexis, I trust you, I trust you, and. I don't know if if, if that if that resonates with anybody else but like God, people tell us to trust God all the time. They that's all they say. Trust God. Trust God. He mm-hmm. knows he knows he knows he knows. But it's rare that you hear people say God trusts you.
1: Yeah.
0: It's very rare that you hear that, right? Because I think as a body of believers, we've gotten so you got to do it like this right it, it's turning to this religion thing but relationship says there's trust on both ends mm-hmm. relationship says there trust there's trust in both ways and God's ultimate desire is for us to have an intimate relationship with him he don't care about the religion that was that is the reason Jesus Christ came like to fulfill the law and to literally take it all up with him on you know on the cross like don't care about all of that that is what grace and mercy is for hello (laughs) right he wants genuine genuine relationship to bring everything like you hear the, the scripture say bring everything to god in prayer that's real and i was just sharing with you like i'm i've gotten to a point in my prayer life where it'll just be moments like okay god i'm i'm thinking something that i probably shouldn't be thinking right now so i'm gonna just say what i'm thinking because i know that you trust like you hear you want me to bring it to you right and I think sometimes we put our own filters up mm-hmm. right trying to protect God's ears when ultimately like right. he already knew what he was gonna right. say right? right um so I said all that to say like I am my relationship with God is evolving to a more intimate space mm-hmm. where just like I can talk to you about anything like there are there is a new level that I have preach with God and I'm like hey yo alright I'm feeling a way about this and I will ask him a question and shortly after I'm getting the answer in some way or another so that to me is saying like there is a full new type of relationship but it's an intimate relationship because I'm con- I'm in constant conversation with him mm-hmm. and he's finding joy and delighting that and he's saying like okay I trust you I trust you cause you are gonna come to me yeah. right you're going to come to me i am your strong tower i am your refuge i am your help and i and yeah. you are playing that out in your life so mm-hmm. yeah i trust you like and i know you still ain't going to get it right but i still trust you right yeah. because you are understanding me in a new way yeah. um for your own self so
1: and i and i want to i want to make that trust tangible for us to better understand it mm-hmm. or to better grasp it mm-hmm. so Everyone on this Earth was born with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Everyone on this earth was born with a plan for their life for I, for, for I knew you, before you were in your mother's womb. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've made plans to, for you to like, for you to prosper. I've like predestined you for the, all of these things, like mm-hmm. all of these scriptures that reference this plan mm-hmm. for our life. So if you think about it. To know that we were born with a purpose, to know that we were born with a plan, God has to trust us with that plan. Absolutely, God Absolutely. has to trust us, or he, not that He has to, but He trusts us with the plan mm-hmm. and with the purpose that He's placed on our lives
0: because He saw, because He also knows the end from the beginning. Correct. Meaning and, He knows it's already going to come to pass.
1: And that trust is Him saying. I'm giving you this purpose, I'm giving you this plan, and I trust that you will fulfill it. I trust that you will um, blossom into this, this beautiful creature, this beautiful creation that I've created you to be. Knowing along the lines, you will mess up. Knowing along the lines, you will slip up and that's where my grace and my mercy comes in so not only am i trusting you with this assignment not only am i trusting you with this this purpose and this plan but i'm also giving you the resources the tool the tools the tool kit to be successful in said plan so i think that's a way for us to make that trust tangible because it's like Okay, God, trust me. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you trust me with? Mm-hmm. He trusts you with the purpose that's on your life. Yeah, he yeah, trusts yeah. you with the the seed that He placed in you from the beginning of time. Yeah. Okay, because when He says that He knew you before you were in your mother's womb, that means from the beginning of time He knew who you were. He knew He knew who you were going to be. He knew He knew the mistakes that you would make, and yet
0: He brought you to this earth.
1: Yet he trusts you. Yep. Yet he trusts us. Yep. Um, and I was I was given this this revelation probably about two or so days ago, and and this this kind of come this connects a couple of uh, of our conversations, a couple of our topics, um, in terms of the vengeful vengeful versus merciful and loving God, um, um, knowing Him as our Father and. A friend, Him trusting us, um, us making mistakes and, and, and him giving us grace and mercy to pick it back up. Um, when you think about a parent that has their first child, their...
0: All the oldest, all the <laughs> oldest siblings. Shout out to, Shout to us. Shout out to y'all. Shout, Shout out, out to, to us. us. <laughs> the,
1: the because <laughs> we were put through the stringer, okay? okay? The parent did everything by the book because nothing could be messed up. Um, everything had to be exactly right because it was the first child. Like, not saying the first child had to be perfect, but Mm -hmm. there was a lot of pressure. Depending on what household you come from. (laughs) (laughs) There was a lot of pressure. Hey, mama, put (laughs) there was a lot of pressure put on the first child. Um, and he began to show me in this revelation and in this imagery that Jesus Christ was the first child that Jesus Christ was the perfect child, the, 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 the most perfect. Um, and Jesus Christ received God's wrath because he took on the fullness of sin. He took on the embodiment of sin. So when we think about the Old Testament God, the, the vengeful, the angry, the, the wrath-filled God, Jesus Christ as the first child took that on. And as as he shared, as he gave me this revelation, I, I asked, I said, okay, first child, what do you mean? Like you have Adam and Eve. Like, what are you talking about? Like Jesus Christ is kind of sort of the second child. But then um, God reminded me of Genesis 1 and 26. And it says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness so we have to remember that god is three in one the trinity that is god the father god the son jesus christ god in man and then the holy spirit the holy ghost the the comforter the provider so from the jump jesus christ the
0: voice in your head the voice in your head Mm -hmm. is the
1: holy spirit from the jump jesus christ was the first child it just took the timing that it needed for him to be born to this earth um so that's the oldest child that's the first child and then for any of you who are the second child (laughs) or if you've seen like videos or pictures on social media when that second child comes that second child is rowdy okay that second child and that third child and that fourth child gets away with Murder literally, <laughs> and not even to put it, put the focus on the child, but the parent yeah. changes their posture in a sense. Yeah. They are still correcting, but they're more lenient, yeah. they are more loving, they're more patient. And God, be this is all wrapped in that revelation that we, as the second children, mm-hmm. uh, the second child we are receiving that love. We are receiving that that patience. We are receiving that grace because Jesus Christ took on the embodiment of sin. We are receiving that love and that patience and that peace and that grace and that Holy Spirit because we're coming in as the second child where the first child, I mean, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. The first child took the brunt force Mm -hmm. of the parenthood because there were certain things that had to be done in order. So when it comes to thinking about, and back to your original question, like my relationship with the Father, um, how I navigate this space, he also reminded me of Romans 8 and 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. It's like, I got to stop beating myself up so much because God is not this angry God yelling and screaming at me. Now, pause here. He will still correct you. He will. Okay. He will. But he's given us this this boundless amount of grace and mercy to where... All of our sins have been washed away. Yep. All of our sins have been cleansed. Mm-hmm. They've been thrown into the sea of forgetfulness, and we don't have to condemn ourselves. Right. We don't have to live in condemnation.
0: And as you and as you were speaking, the Holy Spirit just even dropped uh, the further analogy. And we, we're going to wrap up in a minute because we only got a few of these things. Child, don't give us enough time. But one of the things that, um, as you were speaking, he, you know, you're talking about the first child and then the second child and what, what he just showed me was that even as the second child, right, you still have the first child to lean on. Mm-hmm. you still have the first the first the first one to give you the way to show you the way to give you the example to to go ask the questions about how to do it and what to do it and and which way to do it right and that is what holy spirit is he he, that's jesus literally his spirit that is what holy spirit and you can go to the first child and say how. Right. You always yeah. hear Jesus is the example. He is. He yeah. is the one that the literally you go look in the Bible and you we are supposed to be Christ like. Right. He is the example that wow. we're following. And so just as you have an older sibling, if you are the second child and just as we are the second, third, fourth, how many ever <laughs> children. Right we have the example to look at because the first child took it because the he he bore it all we literally have an example to follow and to go ask the questions right so there is no question too big or too small um that we can't take it to christ and we can't take it to jesus we can't ask you know that's what that's why he left his spirit with us to help guide to order our steps to do um exactly what an older sibling is supposed to do be there to a- to answer the questions to be that guiding force and then we have the father then we have our parents right mm-hmm. so whenever we need to really really get to the you know get to, it's like okay now we have god the father who knows all right and we know that they're they're three in one um but he just downloaded that and then the second thing oh dang i just lost it but um that was that was really the biggest one just like understanding that you have you have somebody to go to as the second third fourth fifth child you have the example you and it's in the word of god it's through prayer it's through godly connections it's through your church home like he gives so many ways that we can literally bring everything to him and he will give us the answer Mm -hmm. um but the thing is we gotta ask we gotta ask like we gotta do our part and ask. Yes, he knows like as older siblings, we know when I when our siblings are going through a transitional period because we've seen it because we've done it. Right. But it's not until they ask us, will we, you know, will we provide that um, that insight? Um, so, yeah, no, that's that's so, so, so good and like rich yeah. for real, for real. And I pray that um, you all are hearing this in a practical way because. I know that building relationships, especially if you are new to your walk with Christ, if you are new um to the faith, or even if you're seasoned, right? If you didn't been like Bay, who been in since he was five, right? You know, like even if you are a seasoned saint out here, that's okay, right? Because again. God's love is endless, so yeah. it's always going to evolve. You're, it's never a destination; it's literally a journey, and you, um, there's something new that you're going to find, and that God will reveal um, every single day. But you just you have to want that relationship first of all. You have to want the intimacy. You have to want, excuse me, the connection um, and trust and believe. When He sees that your heart is really like, I want you, oh, He gonna show up he's going to show out legit like he's going to be there um for you in so many ways and it's 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 a beautiful journey it's it's not for the faint heart I'm gonna tell you that but (laughs) it's a beautiful journey and I am definitely um grateful that he is kind enough to allow us to learn from one another um, and to share our stories because, again, this is this is literally how we overcome. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. Mm-hmm. This is this is what it's about. If we can't talk about it, then what are we doing? Like, mm-hmm. why are we just holding the stories for ourselves? Um, so thank you as my first guest. <laughs> thank you for joining. So excited um, to be here. The Me Too Sis podcast. We pray... Um, of course, the many blessings for you, just for your poor, because everything that you poured out was so rich um, and so necessary and just a new perspective. Um, so, to all that are listening, how can they find you?
1: You can follow me on IG. I think my name is. <laughs> <Not> I, think. <laughs> I think my name is underscore call me underscore LG. Um, but shouts out to you for your continuous pour um i know that i've been blessed by your messages um even though i'm a me too bro um we gonna figure out this name y'all figure out this name
0: (laughs) me too fam us too too, fam us too too,
1: fam fam. um but no thank you this was this was definitely um an honor to join you on this
0: absolutely thank you thank you thank you and it's more to come um it's joyous to be able to have these conversations but especially with a person that you know also understands the walk again can provide new perspective and so um as always you all know where to find me i am at glowing w i underscore lifestyle on instagram and glowing lifestyle llc on facebook um if you are still interested in booking a coaching session with me i do have some slots available um for 30 minute free consultation and then we can figure out how we want to work together and how you um decide you know let's let's grow together let's glow together but most importantly remember y'all we gotta keep god first And when we keep God first, we glow. And now that you know what glowing is, we're grateful, we love it, and we're original. Um, And when we have those things, we automatically win. So until next time, bye. Glow, y'all.